0: This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. You're listening to the UAE's number one talk radio station.
1: This is Afternoons on Dubai Eye 103.8
2: i'm helen farmer fantastic to have you with us on the afternoons with helen farmer podcast we were broadcasting live from the jumeirah golf estates dp world tour championship so yes expect some sporting updates but also so much more i was in conversation with emma bunton aka baby spice talking about her new eco-friendly baby brand getting older, female friendships, and if she could be tempted to have a baby in her 40s. We had Suited and Booted joining us, telling us exactly what they're looking for for the best dress competition over the weekend. Pobble, reluctant writers and aspiring journalists. How exactly, we were joined by the co-founder Simon Blower, talking about keeping your kids busy. The show is in its third year, so what can you expect? And our very own Mohammed Suleiman was updating with some juicy gossip on the players. Great to have you with us this afternoon. We are joined now by, I don't even know where to start, a global music icon, a broadcaster, a mum, an entrepreneur. Emma Bunton is in the studio. Oh, that's nice.
3: Thank you. Well, thank you. I
2: always (laughs) like to include mum or dad because it's the
3: most important part (laughs) well
2: it's it's what takes up an awful lot of our headspace. i think as parents and when you are introducing someone professionally i feel like it often gets overlooked absolutely i agree i agree and you're here obviously with a bit of a parenting hat on because we've got some exciting news she's here in dubai for the middle east launch of the eco-friendly, sustainable mother and baby brand, Kitten Kin is going to be launching in Dubai today. I want to start by asking a kind of a personal question on behalf of me and of all working parents. Yes. Look at me in the eyes. Yes. How?
3: <laughs> How? Honestly, I don't know, so <laughs> sometimes. Um, well, I think we hear the word a lot, but yeah, juggling, I think. The
2: juggle and struggle a is
3: real. A lot of real. juggling. Um, you you're, you're an
2: entrepreneur, as I said, you've got your radio show where you're here with an entrepreneur hat on as well, and as I mentioned, that kind of parenting piece is it's something it's a full time job in addition to everything else absolutely. I heard yeah. a quote recently that really resonated with me, which was like you can do anything but not everything and I wondered how you felt about that
3: that i yes um I think I do absolutely try and take one day at a time, one <laughs> thing at a time and focus on Individual things. Um, but, you know, with my children, they are 100% my priority. So mm. I do find that I, you know, I work around them or I get them involved. Yeah, <laughs> you know? absolutely. Especially with kitten kin, they have been pretty much involved in this smells and colors and um, designs you know they're very much if I've got the paperwork out I'm like help me out yeah, and kid, kids are kids will
2: not pull any punches exactly from you know trying out those weaning recipes as babies they will clamp that mouth shut and tell you how they feel about something absolutely
3: from... and I love it because they're not corrupted by anything <laughs> so they don't know they don't think oh that's cool that's not they just go I don't like that <laughs> I like that that's the one I like so well let's talk about the brand it's really exciting to have you here in Dubai how are you Finding the city so far. Oh, I always have such a wonderful time. I've been a, 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 quite a few times, and I always, I usually come with friends, uh, family. We have holidays here, um, but this time is the first time I've come with some girlfriends, yeah. and we're having a lovely time. Lots of dinners and meeting new people. It's been. Gorgeous. I mean I always find it very fabulous. Which I love. (laughs) (laughs) And it feels like the perfect place to
2: launch Kittenkin in terms of being so family centric. We've got a big sustainable push as a region as well. Absolutely. For anyone who's not familiar with the brand, it launched back in twenty seventeen and It's adorable. Um, Tell us a little bit about your decision to move into this space as as you as a brand, but also encompassing some of your passions for family life as well. Absolutely.
3: Well, I mean, my children are absolutely the inspiration for this. Um, When I had my children, both of them had skin problems. And it was very difficult finding something that I trusted um, without kind of reading the back of, bottles with ingredients on that I hadn't a
2: clue. (laughs) No one wants a 16-syllable name. I mean,
3: yes, exactly. I was just completely frustrated by it all, actually. And um, then I... uh met uh, Christopher Money who's my business partner through a mutual friend and we had so much in common his children had the same thing couldn't find anything so yeah we just started talking he's an incredible man who has um uh, who who works in the world of nappies and we just came together and and worked together on this on Kitten Kin and I just feel so Proud of it because from day one we decided that we wanted, uh, you know, better for baby, better for our world, and giving back, and that's exactly what we've done with Kit and Kim.
2: I think for many parents, it's that peace of mind, isn't it? It's that trust factor. Yeah, and because and we don't know, you know, when you're in the in the depths of sleepless nights, and you know, as you're saying, kind of skin problems, sleep issues, it's like, how do I turn to Still somebody who do who do I trust? Yeah, and yeah. as you said earlier, this kind of. Natural giving back in terms of sustainability, looking at some of the ingredients and in the produce that you're using. Yeah, absolutely. I think we all just want to relax into parenthood. Yeah, a l- and a little I, I bit learned more. so
3: much along the way just through, you know, how when I was. Uh, my children were in nappies, that the chemicals in nappies when they go to the toilet, that is what nappy rash is. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, this is so, you know, with, with our nappies, we don't have those chem- chemicals. In our wipes, we don't have plastic, and they're 100% biodegradable, and, um, you know. Well, that, so I mean,
2: think about the nappies that, you know, our parents are putting on, our, on us on our little bottoms they're still
3: in landfill and probably will be for hundreds of years now absolutely and that is something we are desperate to cut down and we have cut down you know so uh, that was really important to us and also the giving back campaign so when um, uh, when a customer subscribes to Kitten Kin um, they uh, will be saving five uh, trees um, in the rainforest and we so to this date we have saved acres and acres of rainforest so I feel really proud about about that And we also have a scholarship where we send children back to school and we give them all the materials they need for that and travel, food, uh, you know, anything they need. So it's been, it's been a wonderful campaign. You're listening
1: to Afternoons with Helen Farmer on Dubai I 103.8.
0: Live at the DP World Tour Championship, watch the greatest players on earth.
2: Earlier today, I caught up with Emma Bunton, Baby Spice herself, to talk about parenting, getting older... Female friendships music as well, of course. She's in Dubai to launch her mother and baby wellness brand kit and kin. So with all of the cuteness of these
3: designs, is Baby Spice tempted to have another baby? Do you know what? I'm so tempted. My husband goes on at me all the time. (laughs) Please, please. And I, you know, I think I would love to have more children. I'm just not sure. I'm a real worrier. So when I was pregnant, I worry... When they're born, I worry. Mm. Now they're 11 and 15, I worry. I'm a big worry. I, listen, I've, I'm I've, just got, not I've, sure. I've got
2: bad news. <laughs> I'm 40. My dad's in the 70s. He still worries about me. I don't think it ever goes away. You yeah. just worry about different things. And
3: my mum, just the other day, I was walking down the stairs. She went, Emma, be careful. I was like, of what? She went, walking down the stairs. <laughs> mum, I'm 47 in January. I, I can walk down some stairs My, right my dad,
2: still to this day, signs off every single oh, phone call with Be, be good. good. <laughs>
3: Be good. I just love it. I love it. I, that's well, that's me. That is, um, he did have yeah. a point
2: in, in my teens, to be fair, but I've kind of moved past that now. <laughs> yeah.
3: But yeah, I think we do. We
2: always worry. I mean, my kids are younger, they're five and seven, oh, which gorgeous. is a great age, great I have age. to say. But the thought of going back to a newborn, I'm like, oh, that
3: little with they like little bird
2: legs. The smell. And, I mean, whenever
3: oh, no. I think some people, uh, I saw a mother yesterday and she bought her baby, and I, it's I was when like, a really good do friend you mind? of mine. Yeah, do you mind? Have a I snuggle was, with oh, Roman. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I I just I love it. I love. I mean, yeah. Who knows if if the possibility if if I'm able to maybe. But who, how do you who think knows? how do you think the other kids would feel about it? They would love it. They I could help. Can I tell you something? It's on their Christmas list. Oh, you have to. I mean, the pressure. <laughs> well, I mean, that's just that's mean, isn't no, it? It is it's when they're asking Santa Christmas for a baby
2: brother <laughs> yeah. or sister. Yes. Yeah,
3: so uh, I, they would love it as well. So it's just me. It's just evil mummy who's not allowing (laughs) Um, but we'll see can I ask
2: you I've just turned 40 this year and I feel like it's a real landmark age for women in particular Yeah. and I feel like we kind of care a little bit less about what other people think we start to realise ambitions maybe our kids are old and we've got more headspace and more time to be pursuing projects yeah what's
3: important yeah Yeah.
2: Yeah. how how, how have you found it have you found your 40s so
3: Um, far I hit my 40s and absolutely felt like that I thought oh I felt at peace I felt kind of Oh, okay, I don't need um, why am I why did I worry about that in my thing? Why do I worry about, you know, um I don't know, my friend's holiday picture she took a picture of me. Why did I care? You know. But um but I must say my mom, my mum always said to me her forties was the best time of her life. Um so that was a little bit of a, a pressure looking up to that because I thought, oh, is it going to be? It has been a real kind of at ease. Mm-hmm. Um, I still, I'm still, i still a warrior, and I still have taken all that on and uh, perimenopausal and all those kind of things are oh, happening.
2: Oh, you join <laughs> the club. So
3: I think, um, I'm not sure it's been, you know, but it's, it's definitely changed me. Um, for good and also I was thinking oh am I becoming even more of a worrier but I am I think I'm just trying to balance all those things yeah. out right now <laughs> it's
2: funny about because I always I mean my mum went through the menopause and no one really talked about it, oh, it heartbreaking, she had one cookbook actually. which was like eat to beat the menopause and I was like could you take some medication too Babs <laughs> oh, would, would that yeah, be okay please. but now that I'm getting older I'm starting to obviously read and you know we've got Davina McCall in the UK doing amazing work She's doing just amazing raising work. awareness for women but also for the partners as well because I think an awful lot of divorces in that age group for some pretty uh, yeah, interesting reasons, changes. but the psychological effects I think have been really eye-opening for an awful lot of people. Anxiety, absolutely. The brain fog. Yeah. Oh my
3: uh, all, days! It all happens, doesn't it? And all at once, and then you've got to kind kind of deal with all of well, that. Well, and then you're
2: going to have puberty with the with the yeah.
3: exactly with the children. <laughs> Even though that's kind of helped a little bit, I'm like. If you cry some days and you don't know why, it's okay because I get it too. Can we cry know? together? So we can do it together <laughs> and it's normal. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I don't know why I'm crying either. So uh, that's been quite nice, going through the same thing as well. And, and, you-
2: and, you know, starting this business and, and working with Christopher and balancing, you know, the radio show and being a UNICEF ambassador. Can I ask a little bit about ambitions and what success looks like to you now? How has that changed through the decades, Emma?
3: Oh, I think I've definitely slowed down in the fact that, you know, I've always been... ambitious in a way that I love trying new things and um, and I love writing so I, I loved writing songs with the Spice girls I loved writing my own solo stuff I liked writing my book mummy you got this all those things I had in my mind I, I feel just recently is I've taken a bit of an ease and also because I just I honestly love you know watching my children grow up so I'm I, I make sure I'm always there for those really poignant moments and and that has been a dream, and also I like kind of now I'm kind of tapping into what that make is making them happy That's and excited, and what they what is that kind of what, oh um, well, my eldest has actually just just started to love the world of drama, which I didn't know would come mm-hmm. because. Bo was very sporty, um, so you know, just watching his passions change, and you know, and giving energy to them. Really, I think, because, and that's quite a recent thing, but I've re- I've really enjoyed that. Okay, here's the big question: ener- What's in the car soundtrack? What
2: are you listening to when you're driving around?
3: Oh, um, oh my goodness! At the moment, we all we all love a bit of Beyonce, Mike. Um, we also do love a, a musical. Tape. uh, Tape? I'm going to say Um, tape. Cassette. Cassette. (laughs) That doesn't happen anymore. (laughs) We love listening to musicals. Um, My youngest loves a musical. Um, But also, yeah, my teenager, kind of different, Um, Frank Ocean, and, you know, he's teaching me about lots of new music. And that's
2: isn't that funny that that kind of comes full circle? Because I remember growing up and doing, like, you know, being in the car with Mum and Dad and them having... Well, you know Simon and Garfunkel, and that kind yes. of in- informs our music
3: taste, and then it starts to flip again. Absolutely. So sometimes I play him some old, you know, Motown, and uh, and Bo's like, "What's this?" And then I get kind of the new stuff coming in, and but I have to, you know. Pretend I really know what you know. I'm oh down, yeah, I've heard this one. Down and I'm there with the kids. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I'm now paying up the next generation. Yesterday in the car on the way to school, the girls were getting some Spice Girl essentials. Oh yes! And I tell you what, universal themes. That music carries on it to works, this day, doesn't it? Yeah, it <laughs> works. it's got the beat. It's got the message. And I have to say, it's been an absolute privilege to be able to share that with them. And they oh, were so proud. Son. They were like, "You're going to be. Can you show me a photo? Can you show me a oh, photo?" That's so so the next generation.
3: Next Generation's coming in and I think as it said I feel really proud of those songs that we wrote you because should. they just have you know they've st- st- stood the test of time and um, even my kids now and they're teenagers I was thinking oh they're going to be like oh mum's a Spice Girl might not tell anyone that anymore but they still really yeah. they're still really proud and they love the music as And they should
2: yeah and lastly if you, know, if you were 17 again and there was the prospect of the Spice Girls around the corner now in 2022 with all of the different world we're living in do you yeah. think you go into it?
3: Oh, I'd jump at the chance. I mean, jump it. I, I've had the best, I mean, being with your girlfriends as well is always a dream and, oh yeah, I'd jump it, I think. That, I mean, it would look very differently. <laughs> well, the social media might, the social m- might media add a bit would of it. social be one thing, yes. <laughs> it's funny because I look back and I remember seeing the first ever camera phone. I was out um, dancing on a table somewhere and someone took a picture I thought, <gasps> This is the end.
2: <laughs> okay. oh, I'm going to have to make some serious behaviour adjustments. Be-
3: yes, exactly.
2: <laughs> and the, that's talking about standing this test of time, to see that your female friendships,
3: you know, looking at the photos oh, no. and videos of Jerry's 50th. Yeah, it was amazing. What a blast that looked like. So lovely. And so lovely, actually, because I think sometimes you meet people and they go, oh, were you still friends? And you're like, you, you're never... Under-. It, it's very hard to explain it to someone. We're more like sisters. Um, but actually, the... The um, videos and, and pictures that came out of the party, you know, that is exactly how it is. That, you know, and it's so funny because that video came from David Beckham and, and my husband Jade, and you know, it's very, very funny. It's just, yeah, it was lovely. Well, to it see was, them.
2: it was absolutely joyful to see. And yeah. for me, you know, growing up as a young fan, I mean, I saw you with playing at a clothes show live in Birmingham oh, and like I don't even want to know like 1994 so... or something wow. and now to, to see those friendships lasting the decades and as yeah. I said you inspiring my kids and oh, obviously so it's uh it's an absolute pleasure to have you here in Dubai it's wonderful to have the launch here in the Middle East and on shelves now yes you've got, got a very is. busy day ahead and we have we please have. find some time to relax
3: I oh I will good we had a little relax last night with some food. Good. Yes, well, Enjoy it. it. Nice. Thank well, you it's so much. It's an absolute
2: pleasure to have you here in Dubai, Emma. Thank you Bless so, so you. much. As I said, you can find Kit & Kit in Spinneys and uh, online as well. Take care of yourself. Thank you. Keep Thanks up the great work. <laughs> when you think about a career in sport, you might think about putting in the hours on the putting green. You might think about they endless practice, but you might be surprised. I think there are countless other ways of being involved basically, we are unpacking this for you and also students across the UAE because this year, the DP World Tour has introduced a golf futures programme initiative that aims to introduce careers in golf to those who might not have considered it before. And we've got with us this afternoon, Melanie Gladwin, head of HR tournament business and operations, and Fran Marilies is the chief people officer in simple terms, they look after the people function for international tournaments and what happens behind the scenes at such incredible events, such as this. I'm I love the idea of this Fran, because as I said it's a bit of a bit black or white when you think about working in sport but you're really trying to open the eyes so what are some of the big misconceptions about working in the industry
4: well it's quite interesting actually when I actually joined the industry three years ago I just didn't really think about what actual roles and what kind of careers were in sport and my I was totally amazed about the breadth and the amount of different types of careers not just the ones that are involved in our organization around sporting golf in terms of referees and the actual craft of actually running the sport mm-hmm. but those that stand behind those that pull on the actual event themselves the logistics the people that are organizing every kind of structure that you see when you actually go to a golf course that we're in right now absolutely <laughs> i mean it's just incredible just that the amount of uh, opportunities and careers there are just around that event management But then you have our commercial sales teams, the ones that are working with our sponsors, the ones that are dealing with all the hospitality and what actually goes on in there. But then you have some perhaps more traditional careers around marketing and we have HR, what myself and Mellorin, and finance and technology. The amount of technology that sits behind a golf tournament is astonishing. So if you're interested in technology and you love sport, what a fantastic opportunity and what a a fantastic career Kind of a thought you may have so what we're trying to do is just open people's eyes that there's so many i love the sound of this because it feels hugely exciting you're saying you know whether it's legal or
2: accountancy or marketing we think of them being quite you know traditional career options at university and then you might go and work in an accountancy firm but why does it have to be the case? And Mel, I'm curious how you're working with some students here in Dubai to really open their eyes at that school stage, You know, even before they make their choices perhaps for A-levels in university, how's that going?
1: It's going really well, Helen. And um, we've been with two schools this week in Dubai and we have uh, given them a bit of an overview of, of jobs and what we do and what it takes to um, run a tournament. And we've given them a case study. So we've set them off and uh, got them to create a new tournament for the tour. So in undertaking that practical exercise, they've been able to um, decide who they're going to approach for sponsorship, how they're going to market the tournament on social media, how activations are they going to have. You know, we've got the Hilton, um, I was going to say bed, but it's not, it's the whole Hilton suite. Mm -hmm. Um, So just giving them ideas. And I think that's really um, helped them. It's, that, it's bringing it to life, really, isn't it? We,
2: you know, we can talk about job titles and you know, we can talk about job descriptions even, but it's when you start looking at the function of that role and how it applies to a real-life event in 3D
4: that must yeah. be really inspiring for these students. And that's exactly what we've tried to do with this programme. It's not just tell them about the jobs. There is an element of us telling them and listing the jobs, and we've tried to bring those to life through some videos that we've got of people uh, that we've filmed on and doing their jobs. But what we're trying to do is give them that real experiential... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, opportunity to, as Mel said, have a case study, come up with some ideas and present that back to the groups themselves. So they've got a, a, an opportunity to really think differently about what goes on behind the scenes at a tournament and what comes into the making of what this magical event is all about. And Mel, you brought them here today
2: as well. The students have been on site. How did it go?
4: What were they their have, reactions? Well,
1: well, I think it went really well, obviously. I
2: mean, what a field trip, by the way. I, I- oh, Exactly. I think I went to a Roman wall and a sewage works when I was at school. It was not the DP World Tour Championships. (laughs) Well, I grew
1: up in Edinburgh and our trip was to Edinburgh Zoo uh, every year. The students actually, because of Covid, had not had a field trip for a while. So it was amazing that we were in um, earlier on the week in the school and then we could really show them, you know, we, we talked about these structures were not here. Um, you know, a few months ago, now they are. Mm-hmm. So we could show them, we could take them to hospitality, we took them to the media centre, we took them to meet some referees, um, they met our player relations team, and they had a really exciting talk from awesome. our head of um, TV. So I th- hopefully um,
4: they had an amazing time. Mm. It was great to see their faces, just smiles on their faces and seeing it all brought to life, I think.
2: And Fran, what are your hopes for this programme, you know, rolling out internationally and you know, connecting with more students, getting them into the sport?
4: Yeah, absolutely. We've got plans next year. What we'd like to be doing is thinking about which of our tournaments on our schedule can we... Go to and take this program. Mm-hmm. Therefore, helping and supporting those local communities that we turn up, we run our event. We want to really go into those local communities and, and speak to as many schools as possible, and then bring these careers to life for them at the event. So, just in terms of um, areas in the UK, we're looking at hopefully the nations in terms of Scotland and Ireland, and what can we do in Wales. But also think about some of our tournaments abroad as well. Um, so we're just working out what that plan exactly looks like and our own logistics in making that happen. But We'd like to be doing this at as many tournaments and and supporting those local communities as possible with education. Well, it's been fantastic to have you with us
2: today in the studio. I'm sure there's lots of very grateful students around Dubai, but also for parents listening today who might be having some tricky conversations with their kids, who are saying, you know, I want to be a professional athlete or I want to work in sport, and thinking, actually, do you know what? There is a way of pursuing your passion while actually working in perhaps something that maybe keep parents happy too. Mel, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you with us. Thank you so, so much. Go and enjoy this gorgeous sunshine. Um, There's the trick shot guys in front of us. We've got ice lollies all around, brilliant atmosphere at DP World Tour. So thank you again for all of the interviews. And I guess on behalf as a visitor, for all the hard work that has been going on behind the scenes of which some of us are wonderfully blissfully (laughs) ignorant of, but you are the ones who know all of the team that it really does take to put it together. So thank you. So over the next four days, there is, of course, an awful lot of sporting fun. There's families and there's some fashion as well. Joining us in our studio here at Jamiro Golf Estates, Ewan Brown and Ryan Smith from Suited and Booted. Um, They are going to be the ones casting a very important come Ladies' Day. Ryan, for anyone who's not familiar with Suited and Booted, tell us a little bit about your services and... uh, how well it's been going, basically. Yeah, it's having been busy a recently, time. It's,
5: um, it's really picked up after COVID, which seems like a lifetime ago, to be honest with you. Um, did, did you have
2: to pivot into Traxic Bottoms we for We so? <laughs> went into
5: casual <laughs> outfits very quickly after, after COVID. Do you remember the Zoom calls when people were wearing the top half? <laughs>
2: Smart, Yeah, and the casual. bottom half
5: was a pair of shorts. So, yeah, it's been great to get back into things. Events are back on, weddings are back on. And, yeah, we've been busy.
2: You've got your showroom measuring tailoring experience there tell us a little bit about what happens behind the scenes and i guess the process from someone walking through the door yeah, to wearing their suit male or female on the big day yeah
5: we d- we do women and men uh, for the suit and we go from smart casual all the way through to the boardroom formal to tuxedos. um it's a fairly bespoke experience so it's a little different from going to the shop and just picking up a suit and leaving with it mm-hmm. it's crafted to you you design it it's built to you to pick the fabrics it's truly amazing
2: my husband had a suit made for our wedding day, and he did the smart thing of getting the um, anniversary yeah. embroidered on it. And I was like, "Not only is that very smart romantic." Smart for men,
5: that by the way. But very you'll, smart. But
2: you'll never forget.
5: Never forget. I've heard a few guys pulling out the wardrobe. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Tell us then. So come come Saturday. It's Ladies' Day, which means a few a uh, few beverages for the ladies. There's going to be glitter stations and golf lessons, but there's also going to be a best dress competition. What are you looking for on the day?
0: So there's going to be two competitions that we're running on Saturday. We're going to run Golf Glam and also the Smart Casual um, Sporting Wear as well. So, uh, yeah, we're going to keep an eye I out mean, and, and see need, what arrives. I need
2: more information on these categories. And I say this is someone who tried to learn golf and was genuinely put off by the shoes. I was like, this is not the sport <laughs> for me. It's, it's, it's not stylish enough. So it's more of a sporting look. Talk so, us through so them.
0: There'll be the Sporting Casual, which doesn't necessarily have to be um, just to do with golf as well, could be kind of golf, tennis, any kind of sport and casual looks as well that we'll be looking out for. C-
2: could I come in my leggings? Would that, would that be criteria? Absolutely, okay. absolutely. That Sold. would qualify. you so buy them
0: for certain booties.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then, but bit more casual.
0: There'll be golf glam. Oh. Something that you could wear to the clubhouse as well. Something that you could kind of wear maybe slightly more in the evening time around but the golf course as well. So so um, a bit yeah. of a
2: kind of a golf equivalent of kind of race day, that kind of... Absolutely. ...sundowners, but a bit of networking as well.
0: That's absolutely what we're Can looking I for. I
2: ask you both a tricky question What are your big fashion pet peeves? And it could be on men, it could be on women, but something that gives you the ick
0: uh, for myself. It'd have to be something that I was actually guilty of oh. as, as a younger man, and that would be spots and stripes together. Oh, Print clash,
5: Ooh, not the best. Oh. Mine's is a black suit, brown shoes. Oh, I hate it.
2: What about? White the white socks, chuck them in there. Now we're talking. The wrong, now the wrong <laughs> socks. And what about on don't women? Wear that now my husband hates me. He hates me. two things on me. He hates dungarees, don't think he understands how comfortable they are, and he hates wedges. Like I think men in stilettos, they absolutely love women in stilettos. He hates me wearing wedges. You're shaking your head as well, don't get it,
5: do you? I don't don't get it.
2: Women of the world understand the power of the wedge.
5: Yeah, I need to tell my missy she looks good in anything. So
2: So where do we need to be if we we want to throw our hats into the ring for the competitions on Saturday?
0: So we're going to be down at the village um it's going to open up at 10 o'clock
5: and i would get down there quite quickly as there's only 50 slots available so you literally got to be in it to win it and what about prizes i've got some amazing prizes yeah. one of the best prizes actually a voucher for suit and booted for a bespoke suit
2: there you go guys absolute pleasure i should say because we are on an audio platform right now you're both looking fantastic representing the brand you. very, very, very well indeed and uh, good luck to everyone who fancies coming along and trying their chances getting their very own suit and booted suit And, of course, uh, some other prizes on the day. That is Saturday, Ladies' Day, Championship Village here at Jameera Golf Estates. Talking writing today, is your child an aspiring journalist who wants to try their hand at that career? Or perhaps you've got a reluctant writer at home. Former primary school teacher Simon Blow is the co-founder of Pobble. Joining us now to share more about a platform that aims to help literacy. It's won numerous awards and they're here at the DP World Tour to give 45 young journos the chance to see what life could be like. How are you? I'm great, thank you. Before we talk about what you've been up to, I need to know more about the name. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love saying Pobble. Yeah. What's it all about?
6: Um, So it wasn't actually our original name. Uh, We changed uh, our name from Lend Me Literacy to Pobble about six years ago. Um, We wanted a name that made people smile. It does. Um, We wanted a name that meant something. Uh, Pobble means about connections. It's a Celtic word. Uh, Pobble publishes children's writing and gives them an audience. Mm -hmm. Um, And when you're ringing schools, you want the secretary to smile and you want (laughs) children to be happy. Children like to be pobbled, they like to be pobblers. So there's, there's plenty that you can do with it. So, so I'm glad that you like it.
2: Uh, tell us about your overall aim for the platform, because that's changed a little bit over the years as well. What's the, what's the offering now and what are your hopes to be achieving with Pobble? You have a chance to say
6: it. Yeah, so, f- so for me, it's all about inspiring children to write. I was a, a primary school teacher for 16 years and a school leader. Uh, my final class was 39 (gasps) children uh, lots of different needs and they found writing difficult Mm -hmm. I personally found writing quite difficult at school so um, it was about them writing for an audience and a purpose Uh, we published children's writing that was the starting point Um, but at the other end we wanted to provide teachers parents with inspirational things to write about Uh, so that's everything from an image to something like today which is you know, an aspiring event where, you know, they just come and smile and then the writing that comes out of it is amazing.
2: So which age group? I mean, you were a primary school teacher. Is that, is that the their time we're trying to get them to fall in love with writing or if not fall in love, but certainly to see what an amazing tool it can be for communication, persuasion, expression?
6: Yeah, so we f- we focus mainly on primary, um, although interestingly, even being out in Dubai this week, uh, there's a definite need for year seven, year eight, you know, mm-hmm. children that have perhaps fallen behind with their writing because it's it's such an important skill going forward. You know, technology is amazing and we've had two or three years of lots of technology, but mm-hmm. there's still something about putting a pencil to paper and that sort, that, that skill of it. So um, we focus mainly on primary so far. Uh, we want to get it right at the beginning. Um, there's some incredible statistics about how many children leave primary not being able to write, not being able to read. Uh, and that then has a huge knock on effect in terms of jobs and you know what they do in the future. Well, so not just it's jobs, really but important. I'm
2: sure I identity and as I said expression but it's a you know, it's a big thing to try and tackle that later you know later on in life Absolutely. so it must feel like an insurmountable boundary for, for an awful lot of people so can I ask you then in terms of why you believe writing so powerful what have you seen in your life as a teacher but also at, at Pobl and some of the kids you've been working with because when we talk about encouraging young, young writers my first thought is oh you know that will be the talented ones that you're working with but I'm sure it's the ones who've been struggling where you see
6: the biggest Oh, absolutely. You know, I had a a little boy this morning who told me at the end it was the best piece of writing he'd ever produced and, you know, this was a child who was 11. So it is about that child that just puts an idea down. We talk about that first mark on the paper, the child that's a bit braver with their language choice um, when in the past they've been a bit safe. Mm. Um, For boys in particular, um, you know, they're often very reluctant writers so it's writing about the right things. Um, Knowing that, You know children who have from a well-being perspective you know writing things like a diary writing about your feelings can sometimes be so important as well so so
2: important I mean I'm I'm I've always been I've got believe me I've got the embarrassing teenage diaries to prove it but whether you're writing to communicate with somebody else you know and to have that me too moment or you know journalism as we're going to be talking about shortly but sometimes if you're just writing for yourself to work out what you're feeling, try and try and figure it out. For a young person or a teen to be able to have that in their toolbox, must be incredible.
6: Absolutely, and you know, in big classrooms where you know they they're, they're writing about things that's going on. They, you know, they're writing diaries, etc. They're writing notes. They're writing letters. Um, or it might just be something as simple as I need to write a list. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's just it's such an important skill. Uh, alongside reading, of course. Um,
2: Amanda's on the text line saying, Pobble means people in Welsh. It does. Oh, I love our international <laughs> listenership. So what are you up to today here at DP Wilson? So
6: coming back to the inspiration, really, I, I, I'm very passionate about sport. I'm very passionate uh, as a school leader. I was very passionate about educational visits uh, and obviously in my new role now, that's not ever quite as easy. So we came up with this concept of literacy through sport, writing about sport as something that might interest children. Um, Four years ago, we came here for the first time. Uh, we ran a great writing workshop where we took the children out into the course. We then took them back into the media center um, and they spent an hour writing about holding the most important putt of their life, imagining that they were Rory McIlroy, Matt Fitzpatrick on the 18th green uh, with the chance to be the you know DP World Tour winner. Uh, and that's exactly what we did. Um, we took them to the first tee, we took them to the putting green, uh, we took them to the driving range and then we sat in the, in, in the, in the media center uh, and, yeah, the work the children came up with in about 50 minutes was, was pretty incredible.
2: You've got some examples with you.
6: I've got, yeah. It's, so apologies if any of the children and teachers are listening. There were, well, 45 amazing pieces. I had to narrow it down to one, which as a teacher is the most horrible thing to do. But here we go. <laughs> um, so who wrote this? Uh, so this is a boy called Adam. Um, as I walked closer to the T, fear and tension conquered my body Showered in sweat, I knew this would be the most important put of my life. Nervous and worried, sweating and breathless, I stood as still as an ice block, where the crowd was pinned deep silent. My heart was pounding quicker and quicker, every second as I felt the tension in the air. Stressed, I stared down at the luscious greenery and the white ball in between, leaving nothing but silence. I could see the bright sun shining down on the gargantuous trophy. It felt like the entire world was watching me. If I didn't hit the ball clearly, if the ball didn't go in the hole, then the DP World Tour trophy would not be mine. Dum dum dum. <laughs> I closed my mind and stroked the ball. It, the ping of the ball was the only thing I could hear at the moment. I had my ball, eyes on the ball until... And he stopped. Adam, we, we talked about leaving cliffhangers, so he's left uh, readers, listeners, the, uh, I'm sorry.
2: The EastEnders theme tune kicking in there.
6: <laughs> we talked a lot about how ending on a cliffhanger rather than everybody lived happily ever after. Is, uh, it's actually quite a nice skill in writing.
2: It is. For, um, for anyone, obviously, who hasn't had their child involved in today's programme, you've got Pobble, which is P-O-B-B-L-E, not like the Welsh spelling. <laughs> um, but for any parents who are listening today going, I'd love my kids to enjoy writing more what what would be your number one tip for helping parents with a reluctant writer at home
6: it would be to write about something that they're interested in Mm -hmm. sport reality tv music performing on a stage an event they did at the weekend Um, it's very difficult just to parents sometimes focus on the structure of writing the punctuation the grammar the spelling which is of course important but i'm a big believer in getting that was a first draft it might be spelling mistakes there might be puncture but but there's some greater vocabulary in there there's some great ideas so Writing about something that's inspiring um, would be my top tip.
2: And um, uh, last question, where can people find out more?
6: So we're very active on social media. Um, I'm at Simon Pobble. Uh, we're at Hey Pobble, uh, at Team Pobble on Instagram. Uh, and the website is www.pobble.com. Um, there's a great free image every single day. So if you are looking for inspiration, do check out Pobble 365. I was just about
2: to say, forget the kids. I'm quite up for using these, <laughs> using these inspirations as a jumping off point for creative writing, for ideas. Just brilliant. So, um, huge congratulations on your career pivot and inspiring not just the next generation of writers, but the next generation of people who would perhaps never even think about it as something that they might enjoy. So, amazing work. And oh, if you do want the website, me along. drop me a little line, enjoy the rest of the tournament, and uh, congrats again. Um, if you do want the website for Pobble, I just can't stop saying it, um, you can message me on 4001. <laughs> Calling all parents. Are you somewhat desperate to keep your children busy out of mischief? Maybe you want them to try all sorts of different skills from sporting to academic, but don't really know where to start or indeed who to trust. Our next guest could be taking the guesswork out because the Keeping Your Kids Busy show is happening this weekend. It is exactly what it says on the tin. We have got the founder, Julian, joining us live. Julian, how
7: are you? Hi, Helen. I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for having me. How are you?
2: I'm really well. I find this is such an interesting topic because we are so spoiled for choice here in Dubai in terms of the sheer number of activities. But whittling them down to the ones that we think our kids are really going to enjoy, this is me having a polite way of saying not wasting our money, is a bit of a task. So, where did the idea for the show come from? It's in its third year now.
7: It is, it's in its third edition. Um, So, it literally came up. I've got a four year old boy and a 10 year old girl. And, you know being we've been in dubai for 15 years and every year during the school holidays um, we sort of if we're not traveling and especially after covid we're like what do we do with the kids surely surely there must be something out there and um, we struggle to find a platform where we could actually get to meet um, all the activity providers uh, have discussions and, and actually find what they have to offer um, so it took a lot of just intensive research, and when, when I looked, there is so much going on in the city, but there isn't a platform where we can sort of find out what's actually going on, and that's how the idea came about.
2: <laughs> so you decided to solve your own problem basically, and as I said, I help out an awful lot of other parents <laughs> along the way. So what can you explain what happens at this uh, sure. at this weekend? What can we expect when we come through the doors of Times Square?
7: Sure, so uh, we try to make this as fun as possible. After all, this is a show for kids uh, and by kids. Um, So what we do is we connect with some of the key and some of the best activity providers. They come down uh, where you can meet with them directly. Like I said, you can actually ask them questions, find out what they have to offer, do they have seasonal camps, um, and where are they located, Um, and then this is focused around a main stage. So we've got a lot of entertainment. We've got... I think his activity stays, Magic Phil. I'm sure everyone's aware of Magic Phil. He's brilliant. I was
2: just about to say, apart from our own Chris McCarty, surely the hardest working man in Dubai right now, Magic <laughs> Phil. Is, uh, it's, def- it's definitely busy season for him. So it's not just about coming along, as you say, meeting the people, but there's going to be a bit of a flavour yeah. and entertainment on the day. So you've got Magic Shows, Absolutely. kids dancing just- as well, juggling.
7: Yeah, yeah. So kids Zumba, we've got um, the... Spain's got Talent Winner, the Dubai Juggler. We've got um, Meet and Greet, uh, Cinderella. Um, We've got Kids DJs with the original mix DJs. Um, And they offer DJ classes. So there is so much going on in terms of activities. And then this year, we've even expanded to kids' cooking classes. So kids can uh, come and learn the basic skills of food assembly and food decoration. Um, That's being uh, sponsored by SCAFA as well as Baby Eats as well. And then in addition to that, we also have workshops taking place. Um, so these are for parents and kids. For example, we've got uh, Principal, Principal Lisa, which I'm sure you guys are familiar with, uh, the potty queen. Very she, familiar um, with the potty queen. She is one of on... my
2: favorite people.
7: Yeah, she is. And um, a brilliant topic on how to get toddlers to listen, which, uh, you know, I'm still oh. struggling with. <laughs>
2: i don't think i ever achieved it to be honest but i would love to go back in time and have lisa's advice on these things can i ask you then as you said you've got you've got kids yourself what are some of the questions um you think we should be asking activity providers to make sure that they're a good fit for us and our families julian
7: yeah so uh it's really i think individual and based on sort of what your kids Uh, really like and what they are into so for example my daughter loves and she's into gymnastics and she's into piano uh, and she's into art dancing and singing so it's really asking the fundamentals of um, what do they offer what sort of curriculums do they follow um, what are their timings where are they located um, are they flexible and of course the big important question fees (laughs) yeah absolutely
2: and i I think there's also a lot to be said around the personality match Mm. as well you get so much feel for meeting whether it's a founder or a coach or someone there and think do you know this this person is going to you know my kid's going to vibe off this or my person's going to really respect this and i feel like something that we might underestimate when it comes to some of these activity providers is what an Mm. amazing role model some of these coaches and and Teachers can be, and I think it's great to have someone that kids can Absolutely. respect outside of their parents and outside of the classroom. So, what have you chosen for your Absolutely. kids? What have been some of? You don't necessarily name the companies, but how have you gone about <laughs> choosing some after-school and weekend activities for your own brood?
7: Yeah, so they are pretty busy at the minute. Uh, like I mentioned, <laughs> Ava's busy with gymnastics; she's busy with piano. Um, then she's got netball, and it goes on and on. <laughs> So, you know, well, pl- we've got her social entirely life. busy. Yeah. And yep, yep, yep. So, uh, <laughs> keeping her very busy. Uh, trying to squeeze in schoolwork now <laughs> is the challenge.
2: Um, I, had a couple, I have a couple of questions here on the text line. Sure. Um, Jenny's saying, mm. um, is, is it is it free? Great question. He was talking about all the things that are on offer there, um, 18th and 19th, from 2 o'clock at Times yeah. Square. Um, is it is it free to come along and obviously enjoy Absolutely. the entertainment and try out some of the workshops? Oh, brilliant. Okay.
7: Yeah. It's 100% free. 100% free. All you need to do is register on keepingyourkidsbusy.com. Of course, we have limited spaces for the workshops and the cooking classes. So those you need to sign up in advance, and we try our best to to accommodate everyone. Um, But everything else is free.
2: And what's the website that people need to be heading to, Julian?
7: So it's keepingyourkidsbusy.com. We try to keep everything pretty That's simple. what it says on the tin. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I was about to say, yeah. the, bra- the parental brain is frazzled. So the simpler, the better yeah. in my book. Julian, well done, as I said, exactly. on addressing something and I think an awful lot of parents have struggled with over the years and oh, offering brilliant. a bit of a flavour to go along in, in one place. Yeah. All the very best for the next couple of days. Really appreciate Thanks it, Julian. So and if you do want their website, no. if you can't have a good one, if you can't remember the Keeping the Kids Busy website, then uh, drop me a message I'd be very happy to share that with you.
0: From Jamira Golf Estates.
1: This is afternoon with Helen Farmer on Dubai Eye 103.8 live
0: at the DP World Tour Championship watch the greatest players on earth
1: Helen Farmer with you
2: and the sun is shining here at Jumeirah Golf Estates the weather is absolutely perfect for spending a night under the stars so are you a camper are you a glumper are you a five star luxury seeker we are talking glumping this afternoon it is, of course, all of that romanticism of camping, but with a bit more convenience and style. But if you don't know where to start, need a helping hand, we're bringing in Vanerk, the CEO of Glamper by BnBME. He's here to fill us on some of the top tips and places to go. Vanerk, how are you?
8: I'm good, Helen. How are you doing?
2: I'm really well. Now, I'm an avid camper. Absolutely love it. Our garage is full of gear, way too much gear to be honest. But one of the most common questions I get asked on Instagram or in person, after people see our photos, is we want to do camping but we haven't got the stuff, or how do you know where to go? And I think that's where you come in. Tell us about the company.
8: That's exactly right. So what we do is we create a bespoke glamping experience um, for visitors and residents of Dubai. And what that basically means is um, you don't have to do anything except for show up. Uh, We set up, uh, we have uh, various types of tents ranging from trailers to two people's first tent, up to an eight person tent. And um, we set up the tents and they come with mattresses, down and feather pillows, down and feather duvets, bathrooms, toilets, showers, um, the entire works. We can create a cinema for you over there. We create a bonfire, we put out a barbecue. So it's really um, an alternative accommodation experience. And it's a great experience for people who want to go clamping, glamping or camping, mm-hmm. but they don't really know how to do it and what to do.
2: And I think that is, it is that kind of barrier to so many people, you know, of like, oh, I, am I going to have to spend a fortune on all this stuff that I'm only going to use one time? And one of the most common questions, as I said, is where to go. So how have you kind of started to narrow down some locations?
8: So, we, we do four locations. We do, we, and uh, it's basically on the demand of our customers that we've identified these locations. Uh, we do a setup in the desert, in the middle of the dunes, and that's fantastic because you can start, you can glaze the stars. Being out in the desert is, is a different experience. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a once in a lifetime experience if you haven't done it before. We set up on the beach, so you wake up in the morning and you can go for a swim straight away. Oh, wow. we, set up, we set up in the mountains. Um, and we set up near a Wadi in Russell Kemah. Oh my so goodness, this- you
2: are doing all the hard work. I mean, I had a quick look on your website earlier and we're talking glamping, but I mean, it sounds like you're taking it to the next level. You mentioned cinema there. I've seen you can do couples massages, sunrise and sunset yoga, barbecue setup. I'm just thinking this would be a great, you know birthday celebration or even a wedding or you know when you've got a family coming over doing something completely different what's the kind of demographic you're working with and what are some of the most popular ways that people experience your glumping
8: yeah so so what we've also started this year is you don't have to stay overnight we what we do is do a fantastic dinner set up with music and all that kind of stuff so you can go there and come back at midnight or one o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and what what a lot of people what we see a lot of people do is it's a bunch of friends who just want to go out and do a celebration together. You know, we all we all work very hard in Dubai. And this is a great way to get off the grid. Um, and not be in a hotel or you no know, be in a restaurant. It's 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 a unique experience. It's a very bonding, intimate experience. And a lot of people who have visitors coming from outside, they like to they like to take their visitors out and do this experience because let's face it, you can't do you can't go to the desert in Europe and the US That's or in, in Asia. So it's a very unique experience for for tourists.
2: Well, thank you. We're we're running out of time, but I wanted to ask you very quickly because we've had a number of messages asking how to book um, packages, time in advance and all of that. Are you okay to give us a quick quick how-to when it comes to uh, glamping with you?
8: Yeah, just visit our website, which is bnbmehomes.com, and there's a glamping section on our website, and you can go ahead and book and do whatever inquiries you have through that.
2: Well thank you so much hopefully inspiring a whole new generation of if not campers and certainly glampers i love the sound of a uh, sunrise meditation you know pizza setup sounds absolutely brilliant thank you so so much for your time wishing you a wonderful <laughs> winter season ahead and uh, if anyone does want that website drop me a little line i'd be very happy to share it but next speaking to us from glamper by bnb m e